The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. The truth about millionaires and being one and becoming one. There's a lot of people talking about what it's like to be a millionaire who aren't even millionaires and they don't even know and they make a lot of stereotypes. And I want you to get an informed decision about millionaires, what they're really like, and if you want to become one and if it even matters anyway. So I have to say this first because it's important. And I say this with humble but factual Um, volition, I suppose. And that is that I am a millionaire. I became a millionaire between the age of 30 and 31. I remember that because I was a little bit disappointed because my target was age 30 to become a millionaire. Now, since I've uh, exceeded more than 10 million net worth, my focus on millions and becoming a millionaire, a decamillionaire, a hundred millionaire have actually kind of, they're not really important to me anymore, but they were when I started and that's okay. So I've got 12 truths about being a millionaire, becoming a millionaire, what they're really like. I've met, I don't know, maybe it's hundreds. It's certainly scores of millionaires and probably a good handful, half a dozen or more billionaires. Uh, And the first thing about the truth of millionaires is that they are not what you think. They are not how you perceive and they are not a stereotype. There are all types. There are millionaires in the weirdest business models. There are humble, quiet, silent millionaires. There are materialistic, greedy, thirsty millionaires. There are men millionaires, women millionaires, teenage millionaires, you know, people in their 90s who are millionaires and billionaires who started in their 60s and 70s. So becoming a millionaire or a millionaire is not a stereotype. There are, there are no stereotypes. Um, and like I said, um, it's really more about the model, the strategy, um, your time in a business model, you know, how long you give your strategy and your, um, you know, your building of cash and capital to develop. So if you have a perception of what a millionaire or who a millionaire is, that's your perception projected out. It's not the reality. In fact, I've not really met at all. I can't even think of one person who's greedy, materialistic, like to the extreme, selfish, arrogant, you know, a lot of the big perceptions of millionaires that people have. I've not yet met one. I'm not saying there aren't, because there probably are, but there are also those traits in poor people. So that's point one. Point two is uh, the commonalities of millionaires are, number one, they find a problem, a problem that enough people need solving so that it can scale to pay them millions. Um, They look at areas that need disrupting. Richard Branson's famous for going into lazy or mature business models. They look for a solution, a new way, a different way. They add value. They create. They produce for the masses to consume or receive. And that is common in every millionaire I've studied. And I've studied, like I said, probably pushing 100 or more that I've met personally. And of course, in the books I've read and the research I've done, it's a lot more than that. So that's the commonality. So stop thinking about anything else and start looking for viable solutions, creating meaningful problems and adding value and creating and producing such that enough people out there can get the benefit and exchange money for those services. Number three is it takes three to five years to become a millionaire, sometimes more. I, um, I tried a few times to be successful from 18 to 26, failed architecture, art, pub landlord. 
Uh, then I got into property and business, proper business, you know, uh, and that really worked for me. And then I became a millionaire between the age of 30 and 31. So if you don't even count the sort of seven or eight years of apprenticeship, that was what, four-ish years. And I, you know, I busted a gut uh, to get that done. So people who are looking for it in a month or, or a year or whatever, get real. I'm not saying it's never happened, but there's probably 10 or 20 years before that story that you didn't know about. So don't get allured by that. Okay, number four then. Money is simply the result. Even if, like me, when I wanted to become a millionaire, I wanted to become a millionaire. And when Bill Gates wanted to become a millionaire, he wanted to become a millionaire. It's still only the result. Um, It's the output of the input you put. So there's nothing wrong with having a target or a goal for being a millionaire, but you have to have something beneath it that's the input that creates that rather than just a dream. Or, you know, tell the world I want to be a millionaire and I'll become one. Well, the world doesn't care if you're a millionaire. The world doesn't necessarily want you to be a millionaire. The world wants you to create uh, meaningful products and services that create solutions that matter to people that they'll exchange money for that they see as beneficial. So, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't millionaires that aren't materialistic or greedy, but that's not exclusive to millionaires. That's a human trait. But I have definitely found out this. Um, In all the millionaires I've met and becoming one, um, it's never just been about the money, even though so that it looks like it's just about the money. And that is a bit of a cliche. It certainly is about the money, but only part about the money. Um, You know, it's also about keeping score or growth and progress or extra value and contribution or de-risking and securing your future or getting recognized or building a brand or creating assets that create income. All of those things are um, not money itself. They're the result of what the money brings. So when you can link becoming a millionaire or making lots of money to the thing that drives you, then you're more likely to get there. Okay, number five, this is a massive myth. Uh, I just want to bust this, at least from my point of view. I can't speak for everyone. But you know that whole $75,000 a year salary? And once you're there, there's exponential happiness. But over and above there, there's, there's not really much material gain in happiness. Well, I'm going to challenge that because I think that that's nonsense. Uh, because at the moment, a million isn't even enough to live. You know, I found that getting to about 10 million, that was a level where you could say, okay, I don't have to work again. But you still want to do things. And when you retire, which I have loads of times for about a week or two, you realize that what you wanted to do was what you were doing. And it's not about retirement. It's about fulfillment and creation and value contribution and and growth and, you know, the sport and the game and the chase and the challenge. So um, I don't know, maybe, you know, from being poor to 75 grand, you know, there'll be a, a decent uplift in happiness. But for me, that never stopped. And it wasn't like after that, it, it sort of dipped. You know, when I made 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand, a million, you, you know, like I was incrementally more happy each time I did that. And like I said, you get to sort of five to 10 million, um, depending on how you, you measure your assets. Do you measure the paper as well as the, the real, like, for example, the value of your companies um, or, you know, the uplifting value of your properties? I found about 10 million all in. It was like, okay, well, you know, that is, that is enough. Now, so I'm not saying that's for everyone, but 1 million is not enough. 75 grand a year certainly ain't going to make you happy, in my humble opinion. Okay, number six, no millionaire I've ever met did it all on their own. You know, there's this hustle, grind, 10x, you know, work really hard. But the assumption, therefore, is that you're doing that on your own. You know, you're working on tasks, but leverage, outsourcing, creating a vision, building a team, you know, training and developing and nurturing and supporting the team, which isn't hustle and grind. It's taking, well, not my laptop over, is taking time, breathing it in, guiding people. You know, sometimes you have to work less hard to, to, to be more effective. Um, this last weekend, I was pretty relaxed on my laptop, didn't work hard, but got some of my highest value tasks and work done, like planning next year's um, business models and working at a couple of strategies that we can go into 
um, you know, to d- disrupt our industry. And that wasn't working hard. I needed brain space. I needed time. I needed to mooch about. I needed some boredom in between. So um, every millionaire I've ever met builds a team. They create a culture. They create a vision. They leverage. Yes, they work hard, but they also work smart. Um, and often the hardest workers in the world, like, you know, the diamond miners or the coal miners, they're the poorest. So hard work and millions is not necessarily linked like I think most of society make out that it is. Because remember, most of society are not millionaires, so they can't really tell you how it is to be a millionaire. Okay, number seven, most millionaires I know, in fact, I don't know one who hasn't, but I haven't met everyone on the planet, and they build assets. And they may build assets to create passive income, to protect capital, to build a legacy or you know something to pass on to their kids. They may do it to um, build a systemized business, a saleable enterprise, um, but they build assets rather than it just exchanging time for money and you know billing their time out. Okay, number eight then. Uh, what they learn is as vital as what they earn. So you are your greatest asset when you become a millionaire or more. You pay yourself the most interest. You should invest in yourself wisely. Of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. Um, not always. Depends what you learn and how you learn it and if it's applicable in a business sense. Um, but, you know, many millionaires have gone bust and then become a millionaire again and then gone bust and then become a millionaire again um, because you can take away all their money, all their assets, but you can't take away what they learned and they know that and they value education, experience, um, mentorship and people as much as money often. Not all, but often. Okay, number nine then. Um, every millionaire I've ever met embraces sales and marketing. Um, you know, you, you, nothing moves until someone sells something. You don't have a shop if you don't have customers coming in. So whether that's their salesman often at the start of the business when it's young, which is very common, the owner is the salesman I was for many years, or as they scale, they hire salespeople in, you know, they get good at marketing, building a brand, Um, you know, they get good at maybe partnerships, you know, creating affiliate programs, getting into global markets. Uh, But, you know, I know a lot of one man band self-employed people who just can't get over their fear of sales and getting getting their face out there a bit more, getting their brand out there. And you can do everything else around that, tidy everything up. But unless you embrace sales and marketing, you ain't going to be a millionaire. Um, okay, number 10 then is most are now self-made. 20, 25 years ago, it was more than 50% were inherited millionaires or billionaires. But in the last couple of decades, that switched now. Um, and that's pretty powerful if you think about the compounded nature of money. So now more millionaires are self-made than are um, you know, handed generational wealth. So um, not that I judge that particularly because receiving billions can be as hard as making it from zero. It's a lot of responsibility. You haven't learned what it takes to create that. Um, but that's a, it's the age of the entrepreneur. It's the age of leverage with the internet and free social media platforms. Um, so, you know, that gives you a good chance of uh, 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 to start now. You could be a millionaire in three, five or 10 years. Who knows? And most are now self-made. Most also run their own businesses. Of course, there are, um, you know, the famous CEOs. Tim Cook, you know, people like that, Jack Welch, when he, I think he was GE, um, who were, you know, multimillionaires, um, Sheryl Sandberg in um, big companies, you know, when they were lucky to get in in huge companies that grew when they were one of the earliest employees. That, that aside, most, I don't know the exact percentages, but it's most millionaires are business owners. They run and own their own business. Um, so that's just worthy of noting if you want to become one. Okay, number 11. I've got uh, just two more, a couple of minutes. Uh, uh, the truth about real millionaires, not uh, millionaires that poor people project out stereotypes. And that is they're hungry to learn, to grow, to adapt. Uh, They either do it or they force themselves to do it because the market changes. 
they do it willingly and they disrupt themselves or when things change and, you know, they do have a bit of a moan and a wobble, but they roll their sleeves up and they're like, you know what, I'm going to fix this because if I don't, no one's going to come and save me or my company. And if they don't, they die. So I think over time, uh, millionaires learn that actually a desire to another a hunger and a desire to, I just said desire twice, you know, but, you know, really actually wanting to stand at the front solve the problems, deal with the difficult challenges. You grow, you adapt quicker than your competitors, and you almost can get this sadistic pleasure out of the pain. And by the way, that doesn't go away. It just goes to the next level. Um, and I think if you want it, expecting it to go away after your first challenge, you're probably not going to make it to a millionaire, 10 millionaire, or a billionaire status. Okay, and then finally 12, and then I'll summarize them all for those of you that tuned in not at the start. Um, there is no single strategy that makes millionaires. If you look on the rich list, there's um, retail, there's internet, there's commerce, uh, there's property, you know, there's um, sort of uh, like buying businesses and companies, there's, there's trading, there's all sorts, there's all sorts of weird and, weird and wonderful business models. Um, I um, did a lot of research for my book Money and starting to get perfect later of all the weirdest and wonderful um, multi-millionaire business models, some crazy ones. You remember the Slinky, that spring that fell down the stairs, you remember the Furby, um, all these things that made tens or even hundreds of millions of pounds. So, it, you know, yeah, okay. The best business model is the one that maybe a lot of people have become millionaires in like property for the long term or one you love, but it's not exclusive. And so whatever business you're in, you can do it. Okay, let me summarize the 12 truths of millionaires from someone who has made um, tens of millions um, and uh, became a millionaire between the age of 27 and 31. And I, I don't say that to brag because, you know, like I'm 39 when I'm 49, 59 and 69, this will be a drop in the ocean. Um, I've got so much to learn. I feel like I'm a student, not an expert. Okay, so number one, millionaires are not stereotypes. They're not what you think. They are anything and everything, and I've met all sorts. Uh, number two, they find a problem, uh, an area that needs disrupting or a better solution, and they add value, they create, and they produce, and then they sell those products and services to the consumers. Uh, number three is it takes three to five years, sometimes a, a bit more, maybe a bit less if you're lucky or if you've had three goes to become a millionaire. Um, and you know, if people say it's a month or whatever, then I'd be very skeptical of that. Number four, money is simply the result. It's the output. And the input is um, what I mentioned in point two. Um, and most millionaires, uh, while some can be greedy and materialistic, um, most of them, it's never just about the money. It's about what's beneath it. And if that is greed and materialism, that's for a few, but that's the same for poor people. Uh, but it's often value, contribution, growth, legacy, etc. Often millionaires and billionaires are not given credit for the legacies that they leave. Okay, number five is that, that $75,000 salary myth where anything above that is virtually no more added happiness. Well, it was for me. It was when I got to 1 million, 2 million, 3 million. By the way, when I became a millionaire, it was just one of the best sort of targets of my life. It felt great. When I bought a Testarossa and a Lamborghini Aventador on you know, pretty much the same day, that felt amazing. When I bought my uh, you know, brand new house, which was huge, that felt amazing. Well, huge to me. Anyway. Um, it felt amazing. But, but so does giving hundreds of thousands of pounds to charity. So does creating products and services that change people's lives. So do writing books and doing podcasts and live feed videos. So they, they, they both feel great. But it's usually growth, progress, legacy, importance, recognition. A lot of the things often we didn't receive as much as we'd like to as children. Number six, no millionaire I've ever met did it on their own. They had a team, a culture that they leveraged. Yeah, they worked hard, but they also worked smart. And number seven, they usually build assets. That might be to protect legacy and capital. It might be to create income. It might be to build systems, to sell a business, whatever. But they usually build assets. Number eight, what they learn is as, if not more important than what they earn. You can never take away their greatest asset of knowledge and experience. Number nine, they all embrace sales and marketing, whether it's them or team members, 
or it's outsourced or sourced or leveraged. Um, okay, someone has just said, Rob, what do you use to record this video? So this is a live stream on Facebook, but I'm also using my Zoom H1, and this will go on the Money Podcast. So if you've not yet subscribed to or listened to my Money Podcast, this episode will go on that podcast coming soon. You can find it on iTunes or Stitcher. Okay, um, number 10 is most are self-made now. More than 50% are self-made. It's just a shift in the times. Uh, it's easier than ever, I think, to grow a business and become a millionaire with free social media and leverage and the speed of light, internet connection and such, not needing staff, overhead, loans like you used to. Um, most millionaires I've met, in fact, nearly all of them, they learn audio in their car. They're hungry to learn. They go on courses. They grow. They adapt. They do it first or someone disrupts them. And if someone disrupts them, they get the lesson and they make sure that they're at the forefront of innovation and growth next time around. And then finally, 12, they are so diverse in strategy, you can't even pick a strategy for millionaires. Pretty much everything that you look at, I don't know, so I'm looking at um, speakers, I'm looking at furniture, I'm looking at lighting, I'm looking at curtains, I'm looking at art. There's millionaires in all of them. I'm looking at um, doors, so carpentry, there's millionaires in those. Um, I guess the person who founded Zoom is a multimillionaire. Um, they have the founder of Odomars PK or the Odomars PK company. Anything you look at, someone's become a millionaire or become a millionaire or a billionaire at it. And anything you look at in the same industry, someone has also. All right, thanks for tuning in. I hope this, you found this useful, um, the truth about millionaires. Uh, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.